Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Everybody Talks. I'm Kiggs, and I'm here to talk about the Canberra Raiders versus the Parramatta Eels to, in tonight's uh, first game of Week 2 of Finals. Now, I had a very good week last week. You know, Raiders got up. They beat the Storm at home. We looked very good at times. We looked clunky at times, but we got there in the end. Um, and then we have Para, who are coming off a flattening defeat. I think they're flat. But they, they they look flat in that second half against the Penny Panthers, and it didn't look good for them. You know, they lost they lost Moses, they lost uh, Lane for a little bit there. <sighs> Stuff shit went down that they couldn't control, and they just they they got flattened. Um. Now this game decides who will verse the Cowboys in the third week of finals. I, personally. I would love to see Canberra versus Cowboys again, you know, but me being the Raiders fan, I it's going to be difficult because we've versed Cowboys twice now. We, we versed them in like a month between each game and we just got, we got rolled. Um, we, we lost both games. I don't think we even scored above 10 points in either. Um, but that was the Raiders of old. This is the Raiders of new. You know, they got that new mentality within them that they look really good. You know, I, I just, the determination and grit that the Cowboys have, I don't know if the Raiders can handle it at times. And, you know, Cowboys have been fantastic from time to time. They've had their sloppy areas as have Canberra, but. The first ever preliminary final in Tansville, the Cowboys are going to show up for that. That, that venue is going to be packed of, of Cowboys fans. So this game, I, this game means a lot to the Cowboys fans. Um, if Power win, it could be a little bit harder. But we've seen how the Cowboys handled power in the past. And we've seen how unfortunate power have been in the finals. I think since 2017, they've only won two games. So they don't have the biggest, the, the greatest track record. And that, mm. I, I, I don't see them just showing up after that Penrith game. You know, whoever... Wins in this preliminary final against Ca against Cows. If if Cows lose, I Penrith will win. I think Cowboys are the only shot out of these three teams to win against Penrith. But that is next week's game. Today we have to focus on Power versus Canberra. Um, as I said, very flattening defeat for Power. You know, a lot of things didn't go that way. They lost Moses. They lost Lane. They do. They didn't look like they were in the, the game in the second half. So how do they? How do they win against um, Canberra? Well, that that comes down to the middle. I say that a lot because if you do not have a strong forward pack, your your game's done. I think. So they've named the in the cause. RCG, Barlow, and Maddo with Lane and Papalihi as the second rowers. So that means they're up against, they're going to have to control the, the ruck a lot if they want to win. 
control of a ruck early, win the game late, as a lot of people like to say, including myself. Controlling the ruck is pivotal in this matchup. You know, it was pivotal last week, but they just couldn't do it in the back end of that game. So, how do we do it? You limit Tarpany. You have to limit his offloading and running game. You just have to suffocate him. You have to get really big in front of him and just smack him one. Uh, Tarpany, Dalian prop of the year, Dalian forward of the year. So, and he's also the Mel Meninga medalist for this year. So, he will be a big part of their game plan. They've really relied on him a lot this year. Uh, another person they've really relied on from time to time is Hudson Young. Those two blokes in the forward pack is the is the two pivotal people you have to shut down. Uh, it's going to be difficult because you got you know Hudson Young against Moses. We've seen what Moses can do at defense. It's not really good at times. You know he got flattened. He just. The amount of times Kikau ran at him and he just got beat up, it was insane. We, we could definitely see it again this game. Uh, coming off a concussion too, that you always have to be a bit scared of that. So it's going to be it's gonna be good, I think. It's, if you shut down Hudson Young, credit to you. Because I think you haven't really... Our teams have been unable to shut him down as, as of recently. But what I really like about Hudson Young is his mentality. His mentality did just never stop. Uh, the try he scored against Melbourne, he there was a kick into the in goal, and he just he didn't give up. He ran for that ball. He contested every set for the ray, and you can rely that on Munster being lazy, but it was that grit and mentality that Hudson Young had that scored another six points for them, and it's what has changed throughout the year for Raiders. You know, the first ten weeks maybe. Raiders were, their mentality was shit. Um, and then recently they've really evolved their mentality to be a winning side. You also have to look on who you're pressuring to stop these two from having such an impact on the game. And that's Jamal Fogarty. Uh, Jamal Fogarty, while I wouldn't consider him a top three buy of the year, I would consider him a good buy for the Raiders. You know, Raiders recruitment hasn't wasn't strong last year, or nor is this year. We haven't really recruited um, this year, which is a bit disappointing. Because Adam Elliott leaving will be a big loss for us. But Jamal Fogarty, his kicking game has been really strong, and we've been able to build pressure off of it. And it's been what we needed. So, if you can pressure Fogarty, you can do you can really scatter the defense, the kicking game of Raiders, because really. A lot of the kicks that we still do is from Fogarty. We only really go to right in if we're like 40 metres out and we want to put a bomb up for Hudson Young or Tarpany to contest so then we can, you know, get into that red area of the playing field and try and score a try from that area. And it's also good when you have a bad back three uh, under the high ball that night. That's when Whiten's kicking game will be used, and that's going to be used uh, this week. Um, so the thing with that is, when you pressure in a kicker, you have everyone has to do it. The one thing we saw against Penrith last week was that they no one pressured Cleary at all. It was so disappointing to watch because you think Eels have a chance to win this. 
They've won twice against them in the regular season. They can do it. And then we, they show up and they're, do, they're being fucking slapped. No one pressured Cleary throughout that game. And it showed because Cleary was just able to flow through the game and use his multiple kicking strategies to win them the game. So the first set, no one pressured Cleary. And it show, and that end result showed what it can ha- do if you don't pressure a kicker. Now, I know, I know there's a lot of gray area of protecting the kicker with penalties, but first set, isn't it worth it to kick to pressure the kicker? And if you give away a penalty, fuck it. You know, you know that you're in Cleary's head, Neil. You know, um, Jake from the 95 North podcast said this last week on my podcast when we were talking about Cowboys. The game is mental. It is more mental than physical at times. So if you put mental pressure on a half or an important player, it makes them think and then they won't do it and they won't perform as good. So I think pressuring the halves this game has got to be the main goal of Parramatta. Um, another goal that Moses and Papa Lee should attend to is the fact that Sebastian Chris, while he has scored a lot of tries for Canberra this year, he hasn't been good defensively. And I, he's an okay center, but his defensive reads is really what let us down against Storm. And that's because, you know, Xavier Coates scored upon us three times in that game and it was that's the side that Chris was marking. So a bit of a um, fail from Chris, in my opinion. So what? Are we, how do they capitalize off that exploit this? Um, you can do a lot of what Moses likes to do. That's running the ball on the short side. Or you could do a 22 into an LJ. Now, a 22, as I've stated before, you start at, the opposition, you start the opposite tram line. So you start at this case, you start at the left tram line. That is the line, that's a line just past the left goalpost. And what you do is you pass to RCG. Then you do, he does an early ball to Barlow. You then have Moses screwing up to the defense and then passing it off to Guffo. Guffo then is set up for an LJ. You have your center running a lead, and then you have properly he running the jockey of that, and then he runs straight at Chris. Now, if you're doing that, you could easily gain so many meters because that then forces Hudson Young to move over or even bring in Nick Kotrick to come and mark properly he with Chris. So then the Rucker Blake could score uh, in the corner or whoever's playing right wing at the time. Uh, it will be, it will be black because Steve will play left. So I think that's a really good way to isolate Chris. It's very effective that play. We've seen power use it before and they've scored a bit of tries off it in the past couple of years. Um, another thing they have to do is that like I've mentioned it earlier with the forward pack, they have to tire them out. You know, win the, win the early tackles, win the first three tackles of a set, um, just bash them through the middle and make them defend. I think um, they play direct footy in the opening 20 minutes. You know, they don't try to expand. They just, they, they play in the middle. 
So with that, if the forwards have to continuously defend, then they're going to have to use their bench early. And it'll be good for power matter because then they can bring in Ryan Madison if he starts on the bench. You know, he's named to start at 13 this game. But we could he's, he's a really good bench player because had the impact he brings into a game when teams are tied, his offloading ability. So I think we can see Madison really early. Um, so I've said Ty with the forward pack make them use the bench early. Another thing that the Raiders are pretty bad at is they still haven't fixed up their game in the errors and penalty rates. So I have some numbers here. On average, the Raiders do nine errors a game. That's around, that can be any errors, areas. However, that's more ball handling errors. So currently they are fourth in that regard. Raiders, they're the worst for it at fourth. They also give on average six penalties a rate per game. And they're also fourth in conceding penalties. So they could really get a move on with their forward pack there because it will make the Raiders forward pack work more to get behind the line, get on, get on side quicker. And that could just easily make Paul Barlow, Marnie and RCG roll through the defensive line of Canberra. Um, so yeah, I just think if Eels play direct footy at the start and then tired at the defensive line, then they can expand. And that's when the running game of Guffo and uh, Brown can really set on fire and set the light on fire. Um, I do see the ball, while teams like to go to the left, this is power matter, and like incorporate Brown and Guffo. You know, we've seen on multiple occasions they've done that, They've done that short side play. Guffo adds an extra defender. Uh, sorry, extra man in the attacking line. I would have been playing on the right side because of Sebastian Chris, but that's also where a lot of um, teams score against the Raiders. And that's partly because of, like, the defen defense. Um, Adam Elliott, <laughs> he will be missing. So, you know, he brings a lot of intent and... Uh, strong running to our game, the Raiders. With him missing and Corey Hararia Naira starting, I think that's going to be a great thing for Parramatta. Uh, it's also going to be a huge loss for Raiders, and I we are led to believe that Adam Elliott's season is done at Canberra, which is very unfortunate. Um, I I would have loved to resign him, but he's going to the Knights for three years, and that's partially because of Millie Boyle, I believe, but also money um i don't know where the raiders are at with salary cap rise i don't think anyone does however we do need to recruit uh peter holler i believe his name is he currently in reserve grade you know he's been pretty good uh i would love to see him come into the top 30 and get an opening in the 17 um i haven't really looked at the raiders in the reserve grades as of lately, so I'll have to see where they are at. But, yeah. Moving on to Canberra. Good win. 
over Storm. You know, they did a lot of good stuff, you know. Um, there was a couple moments where Nelson Osofa Solomona really put the needle to him. They put the and he was able to tear them apart. So while the Eels don't have anyone that as big as Nel Nelson in height, Barlow is that guy who can really get tackle breaks, get meters, get offloads. Barlow is the one that is the key person along with Madison to stop. And that's to stop the offloads. Parramatta are currently leading the competition in offloads with Raiders a close third, I believe. So limiting offloads is going to be their main priority. Uh, someone that gets mentioned, but not a bit is also Sean Lane. He has a lot of crisis this season. I think he's the leading second rower for triasis this season. So that's, he's going to be a person that they need to watch. And his game also lessens when Browns get attacking game lessons as well. So what do we do there? We control offloads through the middle. That by rushing up, rapid, holding the holding the jersey, having two men in a tackle, getting control of it, putting them on their back, and wrestling. Wrestling is a key part of the game now, so you'll do that. You also have to put, you have to limit Brown and Guffo. Brown and Guffo did not have a lot of runs, as I said earlier, against Penrith, and it really showed of how if they did not get involved in the attacking strategy, the entire side goes down. And a lot of their attack have been uh, structured around the running game of those two sometimes. Um, they play off the ball plane of the forwards. So if Raiders can, again, control that middle, they also, they also as a byproduct, stop Brown and Guffo. I'd also point out that since Moses has, is coming back from a concussion, you have to pressure him. Um, he does all of the kicking, mostly for Parramatta, all of the game management. So you go get up in his face and that's Hudson Young's job. You know, Hudson Young could really be a part of the kangaroo squad. I think he should be a part of the kangaroo squad. Even if he's not in the 17, he should be the extended. So Hudson just pressuring, uh, Moses in the kicking, kick pressure. And then also running over the top of him. It's going to be so good. I love Hudson Young this season. He's been great. You know, he got dropped last season. But he's really come back and he's made that... Has made that event in his playing career a thing for motivation. To motivate him to be, to be better. And it's really showed. Uh, I talked that earlier with his intent and his mentality. Um, but yeah. You also have to point out that everyone knows this now is that is that the back three of Parramatta had a shocking night under the high ball. So if you direct all of your attack to the left hand side, you pressure Moses. You you also pressure Blake because then it also set if you have Hudson Young running the ball on four at Moses, you then can have Jack Wrighton. Set up for the set up for the kick, 
and vomit to Black, and you get into his head. All right, they're going to have a lot of kicks towards me. So it's going to be really hard for Black to get into the swing of things early, especially after last week. But you, another way that you get into his head is the amount of kick chases that there is. Um, I've been taught that the optimal amount of kick chases is eight, and you really build that wall around the person returning the kick. Um, one percenters is this is where Raiders have been better, and that's a one percenter. Kick chases are one percenter. You win games by doing those one percenters. Not a lot of that was seen by Parramatta last week, and it, and again, it showed the lack of effort, the lack of intent. And if you pressure Para, they can they can fail. They will they gained pressure like. They were able to build pressure themselves, but then they released it really quickly. If that happens again, it's going to be really hard to swap and change from having pressure to having no pressure. It's, you're going to tire yourself out. You also have to point out that Sivo's yardage was limited in that game against Penrith, and they did that really well. I'll give Penrith is the greatest team in this comp, obviously and it's because of these one percenters teams will have to mirror that against them and other teams if they want to succeed so mirroring how they stopped Sivo last week is going to be pivotal you also have the fact that Whiten was allowed to run a lot I'll get up his running meters now if you do if greatest can do the one percenters it will allow their attack, their left side, to open up, flow, play eyes up free. You know, the Raiders aren't a structured team at most times. They like to throw the ball around, and it really shows. I'd also show that currently, Parramatta score on average more points than the Raiders. That is 24 to 22. However, defense is the worst side for power as they conceded about 22 while the Raiders conceded about 19.5. If I look up... Also, uh, as I'm looking at the stats, it shows that errors are on par with each other. And the, the line breaking is on par. And the, the team, these teams are really, they like their offloads because they're forward pack. Forward packs are their strength. So once again, limit that. As I look at Jack Wrighton's stats against Melbourne, he ran 16 times for 104 meters. And once again, I said on the podcast last week that if he gets closer to 120 they are likely more to win because of past instances also the back three the back five sorry of Canberra did some really good work um getting out of trouble you know Jordan Rapa Rapana ran for 109 from 13 Matt Tomoko 
Tomoko's been excellent this season. 93 from 10, 69 from 9 for Chris, 71 from 9 for Nick Kotrick, and Xavier Savage, 78 from 13. Nick Kotrick is another bloke where you really have to be careful how he returns kick. He returns kicks. He's a good tapper breaker. He can run a lot. He's strong. He's fast. And he's a great finisher. However, as I look at the missed tackles of this side, the alarm bells that are ringing for me, seven missed tackles from Whiten, seven missed tackles from Elliot Whitehead. That's not great. That's not good at all. That's where teams all look to target. White and Chris Whitehead. So that means that Sean Lane will be running at Whitehead and Isaiah Papalihi will be running at both Chris and Jack White. And if I have a look on who's the centre, the two centres for this week for Parramatta are Will Penasini, Tom Offercheck. Will Penasini running at Sebastian Chris could be really good. He's a He's a strong and fast center, Will Penasini. Uh, hasn't scored a lot of tries this year, but he's a good talent. He's a good pickup. But I think that's... You, you also have the battle of the Nolans. Marnie, while he hasn't been that destructive running hooker, he's a good defender. He averages 32.6 metres per game. However, he's also scored eight tries this season, which is a lot more than he usually does. I did not expect that after looking at that stat. If I look at Tom Starling, Tom Starling is a bench hooker and Wolford starts. He scored two tries to six. But if I... But the starting nine is really where it will start. Zach Wolford, he doesn't run a lot. He does not run at all. He's only ran for 12.9 metres on average this season. But he does have a 96% attacking efficiency, while Marnie's is 92.6. So you can see, and you can try to see that because Wolford's that bigger body. But where does, where does this game end? If that Combank, Eels have the home ground advantage. I still think Canberra can get up. You know, we we have that history. Currently, as it stands, Ricky Stewart has the best finals win rate against all the other coaches. But there's another factor to that as well, is that Eels have only won two finals games in the past couple of years. So... They have that advantage there. I I can't wait for this game. It's going to be really good, I think. And I personally can't wait for it that the winner of this goes on to beat two versus Cowboys. Who wins? Canberra, again. But this could really be... I think it won't be a blowout game like last week for... Parramatta. However, it will be a big. I reckon they will get some points put on them by Canberra. But for now, all we can do is speculate and wait until this game finishes. 
Um, so yeah, thank you for listening, guys. I will be back tomorrow for Rabbitohs versus Cronulla, and I'll preview that game. But until then, enjoy your footing.